0: This is episode 28 of Spiritual AF with Pixie Rose, the podcast for people going on their spiritual journey, knowing that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Spiritual AF. I'm Pixie Rose, and today on the podcast... I would like to introduce my amazing partner that you've all heard so much about, Hayden, to the podcast. So welcome, Hayden, to our very first episode of Sacred Conversations with the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine.
1: Feels good to be here, finally be out in the open. Usually I'm behind the scenes listening to the um, to the podcast, but now I'm actually on it. So it feels good to be here to have this conversation with you all.
0: Yes, it's been a long time coming. We had this idea for this series when we first thought up of doing the podcast and and we really hope that it will be a series and we have more of these conversations, so please Follow us on Instagram at Spiritual AF The Podcast, and let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any questions that you'd like us to go through, or anything that you want to understand more about this um, about the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So first, of all, we'll go through how we came to the realization that. The embodiment of the feminine and the masculine was something that we needed to focus on or learn more about,
1: understand in our relationship. We we knew that there was trouble and we couldn't quite put our finger on it for a long time on what the trouble was in our relationship or what was causing the turbulation. But now we've really dived deep and understood where this trouble has been, or would you call it trouble? (laughs) (laughs)
0: well I guess everyone has problems don't they like yeah no relationship is perfect and we had this realization I think it was me you know coming to the realization that I was very much in my masculine so through doing different women's circles and talking about the feminine I came to this realization that I was I felt more comfortable in my masculine
1: yeah and Um, I guess for myself, I did feel, um, there was no room for me to be stepping into my masculine. There was no space for me there. So I'm coming into this relationship, um, expecting to be in my masculine, but I found that there was no space for me to grow.
0: And also you mentioned that you also felt really comfortable in your feminine rather than in your masculine.
1: Yeah, Definitely.
0: If you want to talk a bit more about that,
1: yeah, I guess um, as for myself, um, there's a whole stigma around toxic masculinity, and I know that for myself, growing up, I didn't have um, interest in this toxic masculinity. I didn't enjoy sports, and um, when would go out with my my parents. And they're really great people. And um, my dad's part of a football club, president in a football club. Um, we'd go there every Saturday, and he'd be there with all his buddies, and they'd be talking all this toxic masculinity. And I had no interest in it. I'd actually rather spend my time sitting with my mum's friends and actually having deeper conversations about more meaningful. Um, topics that I actually cared about instead of just oh this football players kicked this many goals this season I go I really don't care it just glazed over me like I wasn't I wasn't part of that conversation so as as I've grown up I've really I'm trying to understand why why that was and now as I'm taking this journey and understanding the divine masculine which is completely different to this toxic masculinity, I'm really starting to um, step into that power of um, as the divine masculine. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I guess for me growing up, I definitely felt more comfortable with certain male friends rather than really feeling into that femininity and that sisterhood like I remember even having stories around that feeling like I couldn't sustain a, a long-term relationship with, with my female friends in that feminine level. So I always had, I had male friends for 10, 12, 15 years and could barely hold a friendship with a, a female for a year. So I guess I definitely felt more comfortable in that more, more in a masculine state, I would say. And even in relationships, I remember always resonating with the, the masculine side of things. And even recently at Christmas time, I remember doing some shopping and going into our local um, crystal shop, Dialogy. And Di said to me, are we putting you with the boys category? And I'm like, yep, I am. (laughs) I'm in that category. (laughs) So, and also I, I also had this realization that being a single mum for my kids whole life, even though like, we'll, we'll get into how we met soon, but I did feel that as a single mum, I felt like I had to be in my masculine too. So... We did find that throughout our relationship, we found these clashes and imbalance within the energy of our relationship. So now we'll share how we met.
1: So as every good love story starts, um, we were we met in the most um, what twenty first century way on the app called Tinder. <laughs>
0: So obviously we both swiped right <laughs> and I was very particular. I don't know what Hayden was like with his his right swipes, but I was very particular and I, after, after my last relationship had ended, which was my marriage and the father of my children, I knew that I really wanted a spiritual partner. So somebody who was really open-minded and who I could have those deeper conversations with. So I definitely liked the look of Hayden and swiped right. And then it was probably one of the first questions that I asked was if you were spiritual. And I remember your response was that you had ideas around the soul and you know what what it meant to be a soul. Yeah. And I remember being like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we met out for a drink because at that point we were both still drinking, whereas yeah. I don't know if I've shared that on the podcast, but we don't drink alcohol now at all, not a drop for
1: nearly 2 years. Yeah,
0: nearly 2 years. <clears throat>
1: Which is really transformational and an experience.
0: Yeah, definitely have to do a whole podcast episode around that as well. Um, but yeah, so we met. It was love at first sight for me.
1: Oh, yeah. like So we met at Spirit Bar, which is kind of ironic, I guess. Um,
0: oh, yeah, Spirit. Like, yeah. yeah. but anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I remember, because I arrived really early, and I remember... Um, sitting in my car and I was like looking out looking out the back I was like maybe 10 minutes early then I see this taxi pull up and I see this little little pixie get out little fairy get out and run across the road I was like yep that's definitely her and then I just (laughs) stroll in and I just remember like laying eyes for the first time and it was just like that spark and just that um, recognisation
0: yeah, there was definitely a soul recognition and from from a past life connection that we uncovered later on in time. And we started off we we took it really slow. We well, first of all, because I had young kids, I only ever had 4 hours away from them because I was I was breastfeeding my daughter. She was 6 months old when we met. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a different experience in itself, but we only ever got to spend four hours together for months. I'm I'm yeah. sure it
1: was usually Friday nights. We'd get pizza and um, spend some time together, just chatting and really get get into know one one another. For myself, like I came out of a um, a five year relationship, and I'd only been single for um, three four months before um, getting getting to meet lovely pixie um so i i myself i knew that i wasn't ready to get into a a deep relationship but i knew that she was very important and very special to me so i did want to cherish that and take the time to really build a a beautiful relationship
0: and i was definitely the same because having young kids i had seen relationships in the past, whether it was my, you know, friendships and seeing their parents dating people or, you know, I just, I found that it was not great for young kids to be, to be exposed to different partners and to build these attachments to people and then for it to not work out. So I did want to be really cautious around introducing people to my kids. And at first I virtually said that you know, the people that I was talking to on Tinder, I was like, you're not going to have anything to do with my kids. Like yep. <laughs> It's like, this is about having fun and meeting new people. And for me to be living a life that's not just a mother. And in, for me to, you know, f- find the connection with, with another adult really was, was what it was for me. But I definitely fell head over heels for Hayden very quickly and more or less that idea went out the window in terms of i was like nah he's okay to meet my kids but even then you didn't really properly meet them for a little while
1: like i had a few run-ins with them to say (laughs) um and yeah that the few run-ins would always stick in my memories um because like penny was so young she would wake up so there was always a, a kind of a timer on our on our nights um, when we were spending time together and um, we know that about 11 o'clock that Penny <laughs> would be awake and that would be my time to kind of toddle off but there's a few nights where she would wake up uh, quite early at like 9 nine thirty, and just couldn't sleep whenever I was around my energy was so intoxicating to her and she would just stay awake And she'd just be like a little light bulb. And I remember this little potato coming out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was actually the first time we had sex. (laughs) And it got completely interrupted by my children waking up. (laughs) So that's, yeah, that's a funny story. Mm. (laughs) Yes. But as time progressed, we got more and more serious and... It was, I think it was closer to the two year mark that we, yeah, you still hadn't slept over the night with my, at my house and I would spend time with you when I didn't have the kids. And then after about two years, cause now we're going on four, I think, <laughs> how long have we been together for? Well, if Penny's four and she was, yeah, so we're nearly four years. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's but yeah, after two years, it definitely became a bit more serious and I got to meet your parents and we started spending more and more time together and started trying to work out how to create a life together. And there was definitely lots of different things in amongst that, but we did come up with obstacles and and there wasn't flow and we couldn't work out what it was until I, I had this realization that I was in my masculine and you were in your feminine yeah and that as as a woman I did want you to be in your masculine but I was there so there wasn't any room for yeah, you there's no room
1: for me to come into my masculine I had to naturally because everybody's got masculine and feminine qualities so for me I just went back into a feminine state of being because there was no space for me to step up and it is hard to step up into a relationship Um, especially if there are other children involved there is it's hard to step up into that masculine role when that when when that's been the case for so long
0: Mm, yeah it was it was a tricky thing to break and i guess that's what this this episode in particular is directed to it is especially single mums if you are having obstacles or or challenges trying to form that relationship maybe do some reflection around are you in the masculine and is there any room for a masculine counterpart if that's what you're seeking because it's totally fine if you're a woman and you want to be the masculine then that's fine then you need to understand that you'll get a feminine guy and that's going to be the dynamic of your relationship but I know that I wanted to be in my feminine and for me to be in my feminine, I needed to have like trust and surrender that you would stand up and take in, go into the masculine. So one thing that we did do to help deepen our connection was a tantric workshop.
1: That was beautiful. It was such an incredible experience and really, um, diving, diving deeper into our, our beautiful connection that we do have and really understanding our roles more and creating um, more communication as well. Yes. It really helped us to to really communicate with each other because a big principle tantric is uh, communicating to each other what feels good, what doesn't feel good. If you want harder, softer or whatever you're doing and really get that clear, concise communication. Mm. So that really helped us. But as we were at the workshop...
0: Yeah, so so at the beginning of the workshop, and I would like to bring Crystal. So it was Crystal. She's got, I think the in the temple of the goddess or something like that, or reawakening the goddess is her business, and I'm definitely going to make contact with her and, and see if she's interested in in coming onto the podcast for an interview because we learned so much of her, but. Yeah, so at first we sat in circle and she introduced us to some new ideas. We pulled some cards. I think they were goddess cards or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: god and goddess cards. And
0: Hayden pulled out a feminine card and I pulled out a masculine card. And we did mention to her that this was part of our our thing was that, that I'm more in my masculine and that Hayden was more in his feminine. So we learnt a few ways, a, a few things to to deepen that connection and to go into those roles
1: definitely one of the major things that we learned was for the for me to stand and to the masculine role was the for the feminine to surrender and receive so i could give to to pixie and our relationship as more as the masculine role mm. and she was able to actually receive that um my My energy the masculine giving it to her and for her to step back and receive it Mm -hmm. instead of pushing against me whenever i would try to give her that uh, that masculine energy
0: or also feeling the need to give back as well yeah because the feminine is about receiving and the masculine is about giving and as you mentioned before we definitely do have you know i have naturally masculine and feminine within me we all do but yeah, it it doesn't always work when t- when you're in a relationship and two people are in your masculine. You know, it's you're gonna
1: clash. heads, you're gonna butt. Yes, and that's what we really learned, and that's what we were having that that rockiness was. We were just clashing. Mm. You know, I really wanted to step up, and I just felt that I couldn't. And there was no like there was no space. Like I said, there was mm. no space for me to step up and to support the feminine.
0: Mm but one thing that we did learn in the tantric course was i've mentioned it before but the eye gazing is really powerful so i guess this episode is around if you are in a relationship and you're coming up with these challenges yourself then if you're feeling called to, you can try a few of these these things that we've found is helping our relationship because another thing that i want to mention is that we're not experts at this i'm even planning this episode, I was totally in my masculine and Hayden was totally in his feminine. Well,
1: oh, let's just get on and do it. Yeah,
0: Hayden was like, I just want to get, get on and just flow, just like let it happen. And I'm like planning everything.
1: Yeah, that, that's true.
0: And I'm like, how are we going to do an episode about, you know, when we're I'm in my masculine right now, and you're in your feminine.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I did end up planning in the end, yeah. but it was like a. I just want to get on and just do and flow, and you know, and you know, there's there's still times, and we are learning, but it is just sharing the journey because life is a journey, and it's it's about it's about uh, growing and expanding, you know
0: yeah definitely so so we did some eye gazing in the tantric course and we also did some different ways to practice to give and receive um also, also the breath work was really mm. powerful so while you're a eye gazing as one person breathes out the other person breathes in and there's this um sort of conjoining within your connection
1: it's like it's like a wave yeah And it's, it's really beautiful energy. Like as, as you breathe in the other person's breathing out, it's that exchange of energy and that, that piranha around it's really, really beautiful.
0: Mm. So I, yeah, that's, I do find that that's a really great way, especially moving into in connecting intimately. That's a good way to like, for me to get into that feminine space is to take things really slow and that sensuality that Tantra brings. So looking into Tantra has definitely helped us. We did want to talk a bit more about um, about the toxic masculinity. Yeah. So there's this toxicity around the masculine and then the feminine is completely oppressed. So within our society, especially within Western cultures, but I would say more or less this is a global issue, within this imbalance around the feminine and the masculine
1: yeah so for for a long time now the the masculine has been painted wrong Mm. and it's time for us men to really step into that divine masculine and really supporting the feminine and really stepping into our roles and creating a new world creating a new life and it's time to make that change now yes and as we move forward there is more and more conversation about it um but we are moving into it and we can't move into a new earth or a new world with this toxic masculinity it's disgusting and it feels gross i've i've never been able to step into that i don't resonate with it it doesn't feel good uh but as we are moving forward we are We need to shake it off and create this new this new masculine which is going to be beautiful and it's here to work as a team because the masculine and feminine are a team Mm. they work together they're not the masculine isn't here to oppress the feminine the masculine here is to raise the feminine and support her in in the endeavors that she does. So,
0: yeah, so it's so important even if you're not in a relationship, it is so important to recognize what these roles are of the feminine and the masculine. So, one thing that we have, you can probably hear the rain's really loud and we're actually away in this beautiful cabin. So, we've yeah, we've really Gotten really lovely and connected this weekend in the new year, which is wonderful. We've set our intentions together, coming together as a team. So, what's so one thing that we have backwards within our society is that the feminine's role is to lead, and the masculine's role is to support. And even we were having this conversation last night when we were coming up with these these imbalance and these conflicts and obstacles again and we're both like how does the feminine do that because i know when i am in my feminine i i want you to take the lead in some way and what i think what we came to realize was that the masculine takes action right
1: yeah so the feminine comes up with the what what she wants to happen or the idea the vision and the masculine's going to take that mm. and make it happen. That's right. He's going to take the. He's going to make the action. So the feminine wants to do something and like create a podcast, <laughs> and then the masculine goes, right. This is what we need to do to create the podcast. We need to go get this. We need to do this. We need to buy this, and he'll make it happen. Yeah, he'll create that into a reality. So the. The masculine is there to support the feminine
0: because the feminine is the visionary the yeah. feminine is the intuitive yeah. and this is why in ancient civilizations like Lemuria the the feminine were the leaders and they they were the ones that were making these intuitive choices so the fact that all over the world all of our global leaders or leaders of our countries are the masculine yeah. that's completely imbalanced that's
1: so wrong we need the balance we need the the yin and the yang hmm. and we don't have that in our society
0: and not saying that the masculine can't be a leader or anything like that because as we said there is the feminine and the masculine within both of us but the feminine's not even in there like we have it's all it's all men really so the toxic
1: masculinity
0: exactly that toxic masculinity is completely taken over
1: we really need a shake up of of the systems of the world basically and have room for that that feminine energy you know if if there wasn't just one male in power with that toxic mas- toxic masculinity trait and there was two people in power of the feminine and the masculine yes. If the feminine has the ideas or the vision and the, the masculine goes... Oh, it it takes resist. the action. Yeah, it takes the action. How different would the world be? Mm. It wouldn't just be this one-sided coin. It would be a two-sided coin and would create a, a better life in a new world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So as a mother, it is important to feel supported. And this is another thing that we're really lacking is that our mothers are not supported. The mother intuitively knows what is best for their children. And this is something that I didn't have in my previous relationship and something that I was really craving. So I don't need, as a, as, as a mother, I don't need someone telling me what I'm doing wrong. I will realize what I'm doing wrong. I just need my masculine counterpart to be there and support me and support my choices and just to love me and I need that trust there so it's so important if you you know and if you're masculine listening to this episode this is what you need to do for your woman mm. this is why relationships fail is is even I've done readings for people and and the, the male in the in the relationship is saying she does this and I don't think it's good and she does that and it's like, if he just supported her, she would realize that it's not working. Yeah. But there's this butting heads. So that's what the masculine really needs to come to realize that it's not the masculine's job to say what's what's wrong or right and to make these changes. The masculine really needs to come to this unconditional support. And within that, the feminine is going to be able to trust more And be able to let down her guard and receive openly and without fear, really.
1: definitely. So just as we get an idea of what the divine feminine and the divine masculine qualities are, I've got some traits just so you do have an idea um, between the difference and how they do work with each other. So masculine qualities are logic, reason, action, firm, survival, loyal, adventurous rational and strength with a f- uh, divine feminine qualities uh, intuition nurturing healing gentle expressive wise patient emotional and flexible as you can see with those traits it does create a harmonious living between the masculine and feminine
0: exactly and this is a big point that we want to get across to especially the masculine is it is not demasculating to be in your feminine. It is important for men to be in their feminine at at times because we as women want sensitive, emotional men that are connected. We want that. And then there's other times where we want our masculine counterpart to be taken action and to, especially intimately, we want that like... To surrender and just be taken and to have this passion and, you know, we want that as well. So I think that's what's been confusing, especially within spiritual relationships, is you do see the men really tuned into their feminine.
1: Yeah, tuned into the emotions, especially um, looking at all the practices that that we do as, as a spiritual being a lot of them are tapping into the emotions and feelings and you naturally tend to go towards the feminine traits and you are uncovering yourself deeper and deeper but there are a lot of traits that are are very masculine in uh, spiritual practice
0: definitely so recognizing when it's when we need to be in our masculine and our feminine so for you know, for me as a woman, I have, you know, my soul modes, my cycles, there is different points in my cycle or different soul modes that I'm in where I am going to be naturally in my masculine. And when, so Hayden and I have, we've learned to communicate. So when I'm in my super mode, Hayden knows to step back and just let me fill up that cup and let me, you know, take the action that I need to take
1: soul modes is the best thing i could have learned about that helps me feel so much deeper and so much more connected in our relationship i knew what mode she was in so i could really understand her cycle and know where she is at in her cycle and what she needs me to do to help her if i need to step up more uh if she's in her bear mode or if she's in her super mode I knew that I need to step back and actually go into my feminine, which isn't bad. It's not bad to go into your feminine or to go into your masculine at times. It's good to have balance. So once I recognize that she's in her super mode, I know that I need to step back and let her take the lead. And it's good. It's good for me and it's good for her. And it really does create a better, better living so super modes was the best thing i could have ever learned about and it really has did de- um add an extra layer of depth into our connection i feel like i know and understand my my partner more i know that where she's at in her cycle and i can really um feel feel where she is at there's times where i know that she's in bear mode she wants me there but she doesn't want me to touch her <laughs> i let her come to me you know, I love it when she Sparkle mode is by far my favourite. I love Sparkle. <laughs> That's when she's in a feminine. You know, all the hairs looking pretty and gorgeous, and um, you can see that real twinkle. I love love Sparkle mode. Um, and then Wild mode, I know that she needs that support. Exactly. She needs that support because she's got crazy ideas. Oh, we're packing up the house. We're moving away. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Just support just support yeah we can do that
0: I know I yeah <laughs> and I loved the episode with Erin how she was talking about soul modes and talking about that it can appear like um like your mental health is suffering a little bit and that's definitely... So she mentions like bear mode. I Bear mode for me is just... I'm a little bit grumpy, I think. I am like a bit of a grizzly bear. I look a bit cute and cuddly, but you don't want to near no, me. No, don't,
1: don't poke the beer. <laughs> Warning, do not poke the beer.
0: <laughs> and then in my wild mode, I get crazy eyes. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, you're going to have to quit your job. We're leaving the country. This shit's crazy. Oh, like,
1: yeah. Especially over like 2020. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) there's some definitely wow moments. But
0: what I needed because that, that mode would, you know, it would cycle through. And then in my, in my next mode, I'd be like, oh, actually, I don't think we need to move. Like i got passports, but I think we're all good now. (laughs) But what helped me in that mode was Hayden just supported me. He didn't say like, we can't do that. You can't make me quit. It's a terrible
1: idea. (laughs)
0: He would just sort of be quiet and nod.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Know when to choose your battles. Yeah.
0: And he knew that it was just my wild mode showing up and I just needed to make some dramatic change in our life to feel safe and secure and, and having that support is so beneficial for me to, to, you know, that's, that's part of the cup that needs to be filled, I think in wild mode. So... Yeah, so really understanding each other's cycles because men have cycles as well. Oh, like, definitely. And sometimes we do find that our cycles clash a little bit. Like Hayden will be really cuddly, you know, you'll be really cuddly and um, and I'll just be like, no, I need to get stuff done. So. Don't
1: touch me. <laughs> I'm busy. Can't you say I'm busy?
0: <laughs> so just recognizing that, we, you know, you might be in different cycles within your relationship and that's okay too because... I don't believe that couples should spend every second together or anything like that. I think it's important to be able to fill up our own couple, cup as well as be there and support for our relationship. Another thing, so the last thing that we want to mention is one thing that has really, really made a dramatic impact in our relationship and for me to embody the feminine and then for you to embody that um, masculine, masculine is these, this OM meditation. So I discovered this OM meditation through the Melissa M. Brissini show, which I will link the exact episode in the show notes. And I listened to that episode and I sent it to Hayden. Straight away. And I was like, this sounds amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you looked into it.
1: Yeah. As soon as I received that episode from her, I knew that it meant something and it was powerful. And I like listened to the episode straight away. And I basically, as soon as I finished that episode or during that episode, I started like Googling to understand more and to understand how I could actually learn to be to do OM meditation because I know that it created, creates more depth in your relationship.
0: So just getting clear, this OM meditation is not the OM mantra.
1: Nope. So do you want
0: to explain... What, what it's all about
1: so on meditation is a non-sexual act and what it is it's basically to describe it in a nutshell would be um for the for the feminine to to surrender to the masculine so the masculine sets up in a lovely little nest and it is a, in
0: the bed or on the, the floor or, or something like that it's a sacred
1: safe space Obviously if she's open to receiving an om will come and um, undress from the waist down and then lay
0: with your legs butterfly? Yeah,
1: with your legs butterfly. And the masculine will come beside and sit on a cushion next to her with his one of his legs draping over her stomach and the other leg down down the side of one of one of her legs. And it goes for fifteen minutes.
0: So you start the practice with complimenting the yoni, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah, you compliment the yoni, and you you say to your to your partner or to your to your fem, feminine counterpart what you really enjoy about the yoni, and you can go for shape, size, colour, um, texture, whatever you you're really drawn to in that session. And just taking that time to really notice. You notice what you really appreciate with about your partner's yoni or your feminine's yoni. So on meditation, it's a practice of stroking the clitoris. And the, the practice goes for 15 minutes, like I said. And all it is is just having a nice rhythm using, using your um, pointer finger. ...and just taking your time to stroke the clitoris... ...not too hard, not too soft... ...just imagine stroking your eyelid... ...you don't want to stroke it too hard... ...as it will hurt your eye... ...and there's nothing sexual about the practice... ...it's just... um, ...yeah, to get into that meditative state... ...I find that when we do it... ...I feel so much more in depth and connected... ...once the, the, the time goes so for 15 minutes you take the time and you really talk about your experience so i'll talk about what i felt or what i experienced during during the practice and then
0: and then i will so i'll i'll share what how the experience was for me and i'll thank hayden for that experience so it's a spiritual practice so this is not foreplay so if you if you want to have sex afterwards, you need to like have a cup of tea in between in between Sessions. the practice <laughs> because it's not used as a sexual way. It's it, it is about the masculine completely giving and not giving to receive.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's not that tit for tat type thing, which is what a lot of our sexual experiences in in not ours but a lot of people's sexual experiences are Tip, is that right. yeah. yeah i make you come and you make me come or whatever yeah whereas this is not that it is a meditative mindful experience so what men describe is when they when they do this practice weekly or whatever they you know it's it's a meditation yeah and they're they're more happier they're more you know because they're they're taking that time to do something completely mindful and then for the feminine counterpart it's a way for the feminine to completely surrender and receive without that feeling of needing to give afterwards yeah definitely so I just feel like this practice is so special and it really has helped us to step into those roles you know I, I think that in the beginning, exploring the feminine and the masculine, it was a bit overwhelming and confusing. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to behave or how am I supposed to act? Whereas having that understanding that you have both traits within you, you have both feminine and masculine, they're going to come and go. And it's about understanding where each other are at. Because another thing we forgot to mention is when I'm not in my super mode, there are times where you know, you'll want to do something, for example, cook me and the kids dinner or whatever. And you'll say to me, let me be in my masculine. Yeah. And I'll be like, Oh yeah. Okay. And I'll be able to step back and just,
1: it's really important to communicate. And for me, there are things that I do, which makes me or helps me to feel more masculine. Like I find that cooking a meal for my family and providing for my family is a very masculine trait. It's Providing where I guess societies put it as a feminine trait for so long, the female has to cook and clean, and where I don't feel that's correct. I feel more masculine when I'm cooking a beautiful meal for my family and providing them with food. Same with driving. I really enjoy driving, and I feel like I'm uh, giving giving service to my feminine when I'm driving. There's times where pixie will take the car keys and go jump in the driver's side and say, oh, can I drive? Like, I want to be in my masculine. And now I I find that when I'm driving around, it's that, you know, caring for the family and I'm stepping into that masculine role.
0: Mm. Yeah. So just, just noticing, you know, what's... Because it might be different for you. So you... Because I guess I don't know if I... I don't think I feel masculine when I cook. Mm. I don't like cooking, though. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: You got lucky you got someone who's a good cook. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But just recognizing, you know, when you feel in your masculine, when do you feel in your feminine? And when you're feeling that imbalance or there's a conflict or, you know, there's not, so within your relationship when you're butting heads, notice that maybe you're both trying to be in your masculine.
1: Especially with understanding cycles and, Once supermode's over and I haven't stepped up into my masculine role yet, I could still, we could still button heads because I'd be in my feminine still. And it's really understanding the cycles and communicating what you need. I need this right now. Or um, having your partner understand these different traits that help you to get into your feminine or into your masculine.
0: Hmm. I've enjoyed this so much I can definitely see us doing this series so potentially once a month or something like that we'll see let us know please get in contact and let us know what you want us to explore but I can really feel us being able to explore this more on the podcast like
1: we're, we're no experts but it's just sharing what we've learned so far and bringing you along for our journey i know that we do have a long way to go but as time goes on we're understanding more and more and we're just loving would love to share that with you all
0: definitely So I wanted to give a a special shout out to um, the Melissa Ambrosini show, which I, I, I've linked a few of her episodes in the the show notes because she's been such an inspiration for me as well as her husband, Nick Broadhurst. Um, I know you were messaging him. He's such a great guy.
1: He's so beautiful. And, um, his, he has a podcast the Nick Broadhurst show. And that really helped me to to start to really step into my masculine traits. Yeah, if I highly recommend the show. We're going to link it all in the show notes for you to listen to.
0: Yes, and I would love to manifest to bring them on this podcast and interview them around their relationship because they're just such beautiful people. I would, yeah, absolutely love that. So remember to follow this podcast. We release new episodes every week.
1: Remember, you can always leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review for us. We'd love to hear from you.
0: And for more interdimensional conversations on all things life, death, and everything in between, remember, even if your wings have been clipped off, they can always regrow.